Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, offering quality live programming with holistic, spiritual, psychic, and metaphysical hosts. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to We Get Results. It's Tuesday, July 28th, 2020, and I am your host, Mary Singer Albertson. If you haven't joined me before, We Get Results is aired on the fourth Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Eastern and archived for later listening. The purpose of We Get Results is to discuss challenges we are facing in the U.S. and globally and to connect listeners to ways they can make a difference. Everyone can get results if they know what to do and want to make changes for the betterment of those who have no voice. So one of the best ways I've found for one person to make a difference is taking action through the results organization. Results is a volunteer citizens lobby meeting with the U.S. Congress to create the political will to end hunger and poverty. You can check it out at www.results.org. You can click on the successes page to see what has been accomplished by volunteers in 40 years. Um, We just had our results 2020 international conference where volunteers met virtually with members of Congress and volunteers from 20 other countries met with the World Bank. Our Michigan group met with 13 Michigan congressional offices by Zoom or conference call. Uh, It was a really great conference. We had some great speakers. And go on results.org and you'll be able to see some of that too. Um, The focus today, though, is on campaign finance reform and the organization devoted to passing a constitutional amendment to overturn Citizens United. My guest is Azor Cole, who is the state manager for the organization American Promise. We will find out how we can get involved in making elections fair for all people. Um, And as far as, let me tell you a little bit about Azor uh, and his experience. Um, His experience as a journalist fostered his skepticism towards concentrated power and spurred his interest in campaign finance reform. His work has appeared in the Daily Orange, the Syracuse New Times, and the Evira Gorge. As the state manager for the organization American Promise, he manages the execution of state campaign strategy. He builds relationships with legislators, partner organizations, and local media figures to amplify grassroots action around state-specific strategic goals. Um, He communicates for public testimony, press engagement, and overall organizational messaging. Azor is a graduate of Syracuse University, and I'm going to turn on his microphone. Um, Azor, are you there? I am. Thank you for having me, Mary. Can you hear me okay? Yes, you're coming through crystal clear. Okay. Well, we're happy that you're with us today because we all need to know more about campaign finance reform and what is going on with everything in our political system and our elections. Um, I see that American Promise was coached by uh, Sam Daly Harris, the founder of Results, who's an amazing person, and he also worked with Citizens Climate Lobby. So he's just a real jewel. So... um, uh, I think probably what we'll do first, Azor, is have you just introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us about American Promise and what your organization does. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again for having me and excited to participate similar to results and Citizens Climate Lobby. American Promise really is a service organization that works to deliver powerful tools for ordinary Americans to civically engage around one big project. And that big project is a U.S. constitutional amendment to do a couple of things. And I'm just going to lay them out here. A constitutional amendment to increase political representation of ordinary Americans, to foster more competition, more free speech, and better debate in elections, to empower states and communities to govern our own elections, free of dominating outside influence, and to ensure that Americans don't have to buy our political voice. And at American mm. Promise, we, we see the need for this constitutional amendment um, based on a number of Supreme Court decision, decisions, which have made it much harder for ordinary Americans to participate in our political process by really putting someone's political influence in direct correlation with the amount of money that they have to spend in our politics, mm-hmm. which isn't how a, a healthy democratic republic is supposed to operate. Right. Yeah, well, that's that's great that you're working on that. And um, uh, as far as, like, money and politics, is that something that's new, or how long do you figure that's been going on with, uh, with the, how much they can possibly put into a campaign makes the difference? Well, money and politics certainly is not a new issue that people have been grappling with how to handle. Um, federal and state laws have actually regulated how money is used in elections for more than a century. Um, but in the last couple of decades, we've seen some particularly troubling interpretations from the Supreme Court. Um, in the 70s, the first instance of them applying the First Amendment um, to an argument that money should be actually considered a free speech issue, making it much harder mm-hmm. to limit money being spent in elections. And, you know, through the years, more recently in 2010 with, you know, the Citizens United decision, which many Americans, an increasing number, are familiar with, um, even extending to a speech now versus Federal Elections Commission Supreme Court decision, mm-hmm. um, the Supreme Court has said not only is money free speech, but this free speech is for people, but it's also for groups of people like corporations and unions. And these mm. two interpretations, when paired together, really distort the political playing field, making it much harder for ordinary Americans without hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend in politics to be heard when their competition now isn't other voters to get the attention of their elected officials or candidates, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, the deep pockets of corporations or unions or special interest groups who the Supreme Court has said should be classified in the same category as ordinary Americans when it comes to who has a say in our elections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really unbelievable that, uh, what they can do and are allowed to do really at this point. Um, With your organization, do you endorse any candidates or um, how exactly do you make this a voting issue? Yeah, it's a good question. And, you know, one of the really positive things to have in mind when working on this problem is that 
so many issues in our country are polarized. Um, this one's really not. You know, Americans across the political spectrum, 66% of Republicans, um, 75 to 80% of Democrats and independents all support this constitutional amendment to limit the influence of money in politics. And so we work hard to make this a voting issue. You know, this is the way we build Mm -hmm. political power by making sure that voters are aware that this is a problem. And more importantly, making sure that voters are aware of this constitutional amendment as a solution to that problem. So while we don't endorse candidates, Mary, um, we do have a candidate pledge program where we ask candidates, which side of this issue are you on? Do you think that Mm. money is the same thing as free speech? Do you think that First Amendment rights should be for corporations and unions? Or do you Mm. side with the majority of Americans across party lines that the Supreme Court got it wrong on these two rulings? And if elected, will you use your office to advance this big historic project? And we've seen just an incredible response from candidates all through small up to the very top levels of government, Mm -hmm. Congress, all the way, state representative, city comptroller, you name it. Um, Candidates are stepping up saying, yes, I I recognize this is a problem. For most people, it's a no-brainer. And I'm going to use my office, you know, in ways big or small. It depends on the person in the office. But we really think that every candidate running for any office should be asked where they stand on something of this importance, a constitutional amendment. We only have 27 of them. Um, And and we're finding just really fantastic, productive results when, you know, ordinary Americans really take the tools um, to present this to their candidates as an issue mm-hmm. that they should take a stand on. And um, on our website, we have resources for all the different ways to engage around this amendment. The candidate pledge is oh. certainly only one of those ways. Um, but especially right now, as we're gearing up for an election and primary elections are you know, continuing to be had, um, www.americanpromise.net backslash pledge is probably okay. the the single place I would direct people towards today if they wanted Mm -hmm. to really get in right away and plug into a high impact campaign um, at a high importance time. Yeah. Well, I think at this point with how close we are to the election, there's probably going to be lots of, well, virtual town halls and, and meetings with candidates where you can ask questions. I know I've tried to ask a few questions on a couple of, online things and if you are going to try to ask the question you got to get in there immediately because uh, I got in there fairly soon but they didn't get to my question because the candidate talked for quite a long time on every question so um, I think we do need to ask them that question for sure and like I said if you're in any any way able to talk to them you know make sure you get yourself out there right away and um, uh, do you think that they're putting anything they're putting that issue on their uh, website or their campaign sites or anything, or have you, have you, know, you noticed that? More and more candidates are. Some candidates do it on their own, um, but the vast majority of candidates that 
are making noise about this issue are, are only doing so after they've been approached about it by mm-hmm. their constituents. And that's really the way that people can have a big impact in the policy discussions being had among mm-hmm. candidates fine for public office is to raise this issue because, yeah, some will do it without you asking, but for most people, they need to be prompted. And that's only going to happen if Americans, you know, engage in this democracy. It's only as strong as we make it. Yeah. And I think, you know, if uh, if you can't get in touch with them that way, what would you say, a um, phone call or uh, email? What do you think would be the best way to try to find someone that would look, that would get to their boss about it? Uh, I, I suppose you could call in and ask like we do, you know, who's in charge of this area or that area, what staff member, and then you know if it's with the, if it's with the house that it's usually like, say it was me, mary.albertson at mail.house.gov. It's always, it always ends up that way. Um, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And so we lay this out on AmericanPromise.net backslash pledge with, you know, what we've found to be the most effective way to do this in leading with an email, waiting a couple of days, and then following up by phone. And, and of course, Mm -hmm. most most instances will be different, but in general, that is the order that I'd stick to. Start with Mm -hmm. an email, then follow up by phone. And from there, you'll be taking in new information and can adjust accordingly. Yeah, I... um... The only thing I've noticed lately, though, is when I do call in for uh, someone that I know that the, that the staff are in that office, usually they won't let connect me to their phones. You know, they'll say, I'll take a message, which, you know, is fine. They can take a message instead. But, but in the past, I feel like I've been able to leave a message on their uh, voicemail where now I feel like they pretty much stop you before you can, uh, can get to that. But, um, you know, I think when you do send an email, the other thing that we – make sure that we do too when we're sending a request from results is that, you know, you need to make sure you put your address that you're a constituent and make sure that you say to them, you know, I'm a constituent and I um, would like you to get back to me with an answer of what the, uh, um, what the member of Congress thinks about this or what they are going to do and not just let it go without any way to, to get back to you. And then, you know, if you don't hear anything, I would go through it again and send another one. But um, I know that they're saying now that even if you had five to ten people uh, going into or um, leaving messages with an office on a certain uh, issue, that they will they see five to ten people even um, on one day or one couple of days, um, they will take that issue to their boss because they see that there is more than just one person. So I know that's another possible way to to, um, increase the possibility of of hearing back from them. Um, Yeah, and I'm glad you shared that personal anecdote. You know, when you have to put on your detective hat and bang your head against the wall just to get in contact (laughs) with your own elected official, that's that's part of the problem that we're pushing back against right there. It's Mm -hmm. our elected official. It's their job to represent us. And Sadly, a, a right. lot of time, an increasingly amount, increasing amount of time is required for them to be spent fundraising because we have mm-hmm. this insane system, which doesn't be- benefit anyone except for a very small percentage of special interests that don't have the 
best interest of ordinary Americans when they're right. contributing to candidates and political campaigns. Yeah. And it's hard too, because, you know, you do want to help and you want to donate if, if you think there's someone that will, will represent you the way you want to be, but it's hard because they, they have so many things coming through that it'll be, well, we'll, we'd like your opinion on this. Answer these few questions. Okay. So you do that. And then of course, right at the end, it's like, well, how much do you want to donate now? So you're not just giving your opinion of who you think should be a vice presidential candidate or whatever, you know, after that, then, you know, they ask you if you will donate. And then I don't even know if they forward it. If you haven't donated, I don't think so. Um, I don't know if it goes through or not, but, um, you know, it's always good if you can try to reach, reach the office and um, representative in the house that we had before the one we have now was Haley Stevens, but the one before that never, ever had any town halls or anything. And uh, people were really, really angry about that, that he would never talk to anyone. Um, and, um, you know, our new person is now having more town halls and, and uh, calls online and different things. But, um, yeah, you are their boss. You elected them, you can get them out of the job and vote them out if they don't do a good job. So you need to let them know that uh, you expect a response. You know, it's your it's your representative. So anyway, so anything else on that particular thing, or is that, I think that's it? Um, you know, I, I'm ready good. to move on to talk about some encouraging developments that I really want to share with, oh. with folks thinking about okay. getting involved in you know, that's just the, yeah. the feeling. I think a, a lot of people, when deciding if they're going to participate politically, it's a little bit of a daunting decision. There's so many, so many issues worth working on. And, you know, with, with this issue in particular, yeah. um, you're not plugging in individually. Um, you're plugging into a, a real community of people who have the same desire to win a better democratic mm-hmm. re- republic as you do and it, it's a real network um american promise has chapters and affiliate mm-hmm. groups all across the country that really proactively work together and learn from one another you know we're, we're a pretty you know we've got about less than 20 full-time part-time employees but you know we're an organization of hundreds of thousands of people strong because of the network of people across the country who care about this issue mm. and are actively working together on it. Um, I, I just wanted to give the example of being yeah. connected to you um, specifically through an affiliate organization road in Michigan, reclaim our American mm-hmm. democracy doing fantastic work. Um, and one of their members said, you know, Azar, you should really connect with Mary. She has a radio program. And we're always looking for ways to get the word out. And we're seeing that type of coordination and collaboration all across the country with our chapters in places like Tennessee and New Jersey and Ohio and Maine and all across the country, really taking, Mm -hmm. you know, lessons and challenges from one place and sharing that information to create really a robust community greater than the sum of its parts. Um, which is a really special mm-hmm. thing. And I think a warm, welcoming place for new people um, who maybe are getting into this for the first time, but are able to plug right into like-minded people who are more than happy to help get them caught up to speed um, and get them all the tools that they need to mm-hmm. help win a better democracy, but 
really be connected to people already in their community doing this vital work. Yeah. I think there's a lot more uh, people in this country that are feeling like they do want to do something. I think, you know, for a while it was almost like, oh, you don't really talk about politics or whatever. And um, Mm -hmm. I think now there's a lot more Americans that feel they need to get civically involved and they really, really do need to get involved. So that's a good thing. So um, it certainly how, is. It certainly is. So, and and uh, why do you think that they should get involved with American Promise? Well, you know, frankly, and I don't want to paint too dire of a picture, but money and politics <laughs> is the foundational issue afflicting our democracy. That, that's what we see as the root cause, um, making it harder to have meaningful policy discussions on so many issues ranging from the health of our planet to the accessibility of dangerous, addictive opiates to the ability of local governments to have local conversations um, free of outside influence. That's actually one of the most interesting and, you know, for many people motivating reasons to get involved with this work is Mm -hmm. we're seeing just the inability to, regulate money coming in, especially to small towns and states with small populations and competitive national elections. Maine is a great example right now where just outside money is pouring into these races because there's a smaller number of votes that need to be won. And these local conversations are being usurped by special interests, which don't have you know, sound policy decisions as their end goal for this local community. They have some congressional tally of we want X number of Republicans or X number of Democrats so we can push our national agenda without regard for ordinary Americans in their local communities. So the whole idea of local control being taken away because of how easy Mm -hmm. it is for outside interests to influence local elections it is an incredibly motivating force behind people on both sides of the aisle and on all sides of the political spectrum getting involved in this mm-hmm. work, which has been you know, a powerful thing for us to tap into and keep tapping into. It's also nice because of oh, just the Internet and Facebook and emails and all that that you can get connected to organizations. And even if you can't say, especially right now, you can't go to a meeting or whatever. Um, You can get information sent to you so that you can either respond to your representatives online or call them um, or whatever. But but you can see now if someone is, if people are unhappy with a certain member of Congress, I mean, they're sending money to their, uh, the person that's running against them like crazy now. And um, so we can do a lot more with results or uh, with American Promise and that and have them send you uh, information and what you can do or who you can call and stuff like that. So it's it's really pretty easy. And a lot of the people I think sometimes think, oh, you're lobbying Congress. That sounds like really hard. And I think the main thing is, you know, you call an office and the person that answers that's a young staffer doesn't know anything about as much as you do about the issue. And um, that's who you're probably going to talk to. So it really is pretty easy, especially when you're calling in and you've got the information right in front of you and you can uh, talk to them about the issue. you think? 
I really do. You know, I, I subscribe to the mindset that nobody is going to clean this system up but us. And this mm-hmm. democracy is one for us to participate in. And a lot of times the hardest thing is just taking that first step, um, particularly around this issue. One of the challenges, aside from, you know, the actual money pouring into politics is this, I think, misplaced sense of powerlessness. Um, 97% of Americans, according to one poll, think that there's too much money in politics, but 91% don't think that there's anything they can do about it. And, you know, I don't need Uh to do the math right here, but that's the the politics of apathy. And it gives us a pretty simple blueprint for how to fix the problem. It's to let everyone know that we're not powerlessness if we decide to work Mm -hmm. together. And that's exactly what American Promise gives people an outlet to do. Well, that's great. Um, as far as any other issues, do you want to get into anything else or just let people know what uh, exactly what you think they should do if they want to call or, or uh, uh, contact someone now? Or do you have anything else that you'd like to get into? Yeah, I mean, well, in terms of other political issues, and there are a ton of interesting, important ones, I think one of the motivating drivers for people getting involved with this one is you can see sort of the foundational links to all of these various other policy discussions being had in real time. Mm. Um, In terms Mm -hmm. of how people can get involved right away, um, you know, you can email me directly if you'd like, A-Z-O-R-C at AmericanPromise.net. And checking out our website, in particular, the pledge campaign, AmericanPromise.net backslash pledge, is a high impact way to get involved. Um, I'd also really recommend for folks to check out the corresponding state page on our website. Um, I know you're based in Michigan. And for example, if you went on to Michigan's state page, you'd see contact information Mm -hmm. for that group I mentioned earlier road. Um, You'd see contact information for folks up in Traverse city um, and across the whole United States map. You go to your state page and you'll find information for Americans just like you who care about this and want you to help them make a serious impact in their communities around Uh this big historic project of winning a constitutional amendment. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Now, you've been working on these for for a few years. It's pretty difficult to get something like this um, done. Do you think – what do you think is the – biggest roadblock between you and uh, victory with this? You know, my answer has changed um, throughout my time in this space. At first I thought, you know, it's uh, cutting through just the partisan barriers that are erected for too many issues in this country. And that certainly is a challenge, but we've been seeing more and more Um, successful instances of working across the aisle with Democrats and Republicans and independents as well. Um, And I'd say, you know, the number one thing um, standing between us and victory is just sort of thawing this feeling of powerlessness that we just referred Mm -hmm. to. It's having people who might get involved if they didn't think they wouldn't be able to make an impact, realizing that Mm -hmm. they absolutely can get it, can have an impact if they get involved and mm-hmm. one by one that has a bit of a snowball effect 
And if we're able mm-hmm. to get over that hump, I, I think we'll see victory um, in just a couple short years. I think people prized and pleased by the impact they feel that they're able to have without too much effort and by the speed at which this is really ramping up. Um, it's, it's just an exciting time to get involved, particularly because more and more Americans are thinking this is just ridiculous. All of these advertisements, yeah. all of these super PAC, um, you know, paid for by, mm-hmm. you know, at insert vague sounding super PAC. Um, mm-hmm. The American people are, are waking up to this as just a huge problem that actually has a systemic solution uh, in a constitutional mm-hmm. amendment. Well, you sound pretty hopeful. That's good. We just need to let make sure everybody knows that their vote, especially this time, and their voice uh, working with organizations like this make a difference. Every vote counts, and we need to make sure that everyone votes this time because this is the most important election ever, um, and we need to make some changes, I think. But um, anyway... Uh, I really appreciate you telling us all about this, um, Azor, and is there anything else you'd like to leave us with before we go? Um, you know, I think we can end on that note. You know, the importance of okay. civic engagement can't be understated, and it's yeah. both a crucial and exciting time to get involved. So mm-hmm. thank you for yeah. putting this on and for having me as a guest. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, you can take this link. Anybody can take the link if they want to uh, put it through on their Facebook page or any of the social media and send it out to people that uh, you think might get involved or that you know or that you don't know. But um, I think once once people know more about it, they're going to be wanting to get something done with this as soon as possible. So thank you so much for being on today. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck with everything. Fantastic. Back at you, Mary. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. We'll talk to everyone next month. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.